and welcome to the Hazardous Casuals podcast. My name is Matt, I'm one of your hosts, and we are an actual play tabletop role-playing game podcast. For our current campaign, we are playing the Genesis Narrative Dice System from Fantasy Flight Games. Our story takes place in a world called Alaria. Alaria is sort of your standard uh, magical high fantasy setting with dragons, elves, dwarves, and a whole lot more. If you would like to know a little bit more about the story so far, you can always go and check out our prequel episodes. And if you would like to know more about the world of Valeria, you can also visit our Podbean page for more information about that. If you'd like to connect with us on social media, you can check us out on Twitter as well. And all that information is in our show notes. So go check it out. So before we jump into our episode and jump into our recap, I wanted to, we've got a few questions about the system, and we kind of wanted to explain some of that. Uh, for our listeners. So a few people have, have wrote into us and asked about the the difficulty uh, for skill checks. Now, skill check is basically when a character wants to perform an action in the world or in a situation like if they want to jump across uh, a ditch or walk across a tightrope or maybe heal someone or maybe sneak around. Those are called skill checks. And when a player wants to perform a skill check, they create what's called a dice pool. So based on their abilities, they roll a certain number of dice, and based on the difficulty, they add dice to the dice pool. Now, you often hear us talk about purple difficulty or purple dice difficulty. What that basically is is that certain tasks have different difficulties. Sometimes it might be easy, which is only one difficulty, one purple difficulty, you often hear me say. How that works is there are purple difficulty dice, and there are different levels of difficulty. There is simple, which means there's no purple dice added. There's easy, which means you'll add one purple die to the pool. Average is two purple dice. Hard is three purple dice. Daunting is four purple dice. And then the most difficult uh, difficulty is formidable. That is five purple dice added to a dice pool. Another thing about the the difficulty dice you'll often hear us is we'll add in either black or red die. Black die are called setback dice. And when they're added, it's often because there are environmental factors in the game, such as rain or uh, night or fog. These are more circumstantial or more uh, situational. They don't always pop up and... Uh, but they, when they do, they sort of add another layer of difficulty for the players. Now, for red die, red die are called challenge dice. And they are basically how they get added to a, a dice pool when the players are trying to roll their dice to see if they're successful in a, a task. They get added when the situation is, when the stakes are higher, basically. And they have a chance to have something go terribly wrong when a player rolls a despair. Only the the red challenge die have the opportunity to roll a despair. So hopefully that helps explains what we're talking about when I say sometimes uh, three purple difficulty or two purple difficulty or one red, one, one purple, one black. Sometimes we get into the moment and get into habits and, and I don't ex- fully explain one purple difficulty dice, one red challenge dice, and one black setback dice. But that's what they are. Hopefully that helps you understand the game a little bit better. And maybe next time we'll, we'll talk about uh, the player's dice and, and the different dice that they have that they can roll with from based on their character's skills and stats. 
All right, so with all that out of the way, let's jump into a recap, and we'll jump into our episode after that. Previously, we saw our heroes save the town of Three Oaks from the attacks of a necromancer who was raising the dead and causing chaos. He was seeking the shard of a broken sword that was enchanted with shadow magic. After the battle, they spoke with Eliza Marigold, the resident thieves' guild leader, and a very powerful wizard. Eliza explained the origins of this sword, and how it was the sword that was used by the human nations against the elves in the Great War. The players decided that they would place it back inside Morty's vault for safekeeping, until the Queen of Arexia arrived. As they discussed the events of the last few days, it dawned on them that everything seemed connected. From Morty being kidnapped, to their friend Zeku being possessed, to this necromancer arriving at Three Oaks looking for this sword. We left off with our characters last episode as they were settling in for the night back at Morty's Mage Academy. They were hoping to find some rest and prepare for what might come next. All right. I need each of you to make me a two purple difficulty discipline check. No. Yes. Two purple. One at a time. All right, I'll roll. I have a success and a threat. Leo, you have a it's somewhat restful night, um, but it's not quite as restful as you would want it. There's something that just stays with you after touching that blade. Mm. Even wrapped. That's what that thread is. You just... You kind of toss and turn a little bit at first. You eventually get off to sleep. I'll, uh, I'll roll the next one. Okay. What'd you get? A failure and a threat. Oh. We done messed up, boys. We gotta, we gotta come back to you. Well, uh, yeah, let, let's come back okay. to you. Let's come back to you. Kachi, what'd you get? An advantage. Okay, so a failure with an I advantage. I didn't touch the blade, remember? No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Uh, what's next? Wow, Makra. Oh, Makra. <laughs> uh, Very disciplined. Okay. What'd you get? Uh, that would be... Two success with a triumph and two threat. Okay. The two threat are you have a horrible dream. Um, a dream like you probably haven't had in a very long time. Um, it is the definition of a nightmare. And you're reminded of at first you think it's your old village your old tribe and there is mass chaos and people are just falling left and right you can't tell exactly what's going on but you wake up you didn't get too far into that nightmare and, and you wake up and sort of like realize like okay i'm i'm okay i'm in i'm 
I'm in Three Oaks, I'm in this Mage Academy, I'm okay. But you do take two strain. Ah. Jordan. Well, hold on to that, hold on to that triumph mockery. Raytheon goes to sleep. Raytheon, all of a sudden, wake up. You just pass out after punch dancing yourself to exhaustion. Uh-huh. You just, like, find a spot near your plant, set up maybe a hammock, I don't know, somehow, or maybe find a bunk that's empty and just pass out. And then you just wake up, just startled wake, wake up. And all you hear is this sort of raspy voice speak to you in the night. And all it says is two words. Well, not two words. All it says is this. Use me. Come and take me. That's all you hear. No one's in the room. Just you. Yeah, Raytheon basically wakes up panicking, but like really intrigued, but also panicking. <laughs> We're going to go find all of the potted plants in the place. And we're going to make a little forest in this room. <laughs> and we are going to go back to sleep. Okay. All right. So, um, well, Katji, since uh, you got an advantage, how do you want to use that advantage? I want to use it selfishly to have a good dream <laughs> from uh, my celestial friend. Okay. Uh, Makra, how would you like to use that triumph? You could learn maybe something more about the dream. Okay. Or you, can, if you have another idea, you can use something. You can use that. I I really don't. So yeah, I'll learn something more about the dream. I imagine maybe like after waking up from this dream, you maybe set up and meditate. You're a monk, mm-hmm. you know. That's what I do. After a few minutes of meditating on the dream. You kind of run it through a couple times, like trying to figure out what was, what was behind all the chaos, what was behind all the killing, what was behind, like, what was the evil behind it? And you eventually, like, after a few times of meditating, of running it over and over, it clicks. And it comes into focus. You see a large knight. Wearing dark, metal-plated armor. Carrying a black sword that smokes with purple and black mist. You cannot see his face. All you see are two red eyes glowing from his helmet. And he is striking down everyone in his path. And then you wake up. Long before he gets to you. But you know he was coming for you. Mm-hmm. What sort of dream would Cat G dream that brought him peace and comfort? Okay, so Cat uh, is going to be asleep, and all of a sudden he's going to be uh, running down the dunes, and they're going to become grass, and they're going to suddenly rise up into these giant trees, and he's going to be. Frightened and scared and sad, and all of a sudden, in a vision, uh, the celestial is going to appear to him, and a big tree is going to kind of come down and wrap him up in its arms and kind of cradle him to sleep. And as he sleeps, 
Two moons rise above him, and he dreams of slowly drinking two moon wine in these rocking, branching arms. You guys wake up the next morning after a somewhat eventful night. Um, some of y'all have a restful sleep. Others have a less restful sleep. Um, yeah, so you guys wake up, and uh, what do you guys do? I'm going to yawn and stretch out my big old arms and uncurl my tail. And I'm going to walk down the stairs going, oh, man, what a great night. I had the most wonderful dream. I can't wait to greet the day with a smile and a shaggy tail. Just ready to greet the ladies. So Raytheon's going to kick in Leo's door. <laughs> oh, oh, what? What? He looks well-rested and bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, but like not like a squirrel, but more like a crackhead. Leo? Yes? We've got to go tell her about the owl. Oh. I gotta ask you some questions about uh, voices. Uh, questions about what? Voices. Did you have a dream? No, I slept. Uh, I had a little trouble getting to sleep, but after that, I slept well. Oh, lucky you! Well, hold on. Does this have anything to do with your compulsions to take that knife? Well, I heard a voice told me to go take it and use it. Whoever it is. Oh. Uh. Um, it was talking to me in the first person. Was it a dream or? I don't know. Do you we know if it was the tell star? her about the owl. Uh, okay. Well, geez. Well, hey, let's not tell anyone other than our group about that, okay? Yeah. And like, as soon as he says yeah, he just immediately just just hard about face and marches out of the room. Ah, uh, geez. What is his deal? What's taking you, Lovebird, so long? Come on down here. Raytheon's going to go see if he can kick in everybody else's bedroom door and deliver the same message. <laughs> well, I'm basically meditating downstairs waiting for him to come down. Uh, Kachi, you run into Ruby. You you get up and you, you see Ruby. Uh, she is actually... Hello there, Ruby. It's a wonderful day. I hope you had good dreams as good as I did. Uh, not Not really. That's but uh, I got a few hours of sleep. Really, what's wrong? You look very troubled. I couldn't sleep in the same room as that that uh, that thing, and she like points towards Morty's room. Oh, you could have come and curled up next to me. Yeah, ooh, ooh. not in that way. <laughs> you are like my companion partner, not like my partner companion. Oh, okay. Well, good. Um, no, I just could. <laughs> I mean, I slept a couple hours, was real restless, and then I got up and I've been up for a couple hours just doing some research. So, oh, how studious! Did you find out anything? Um, I finally found the right book. It's just gonna take a while to look at at, at this book. I mean, it's a huge book, and you like see it. It's a huge book. She's like, Morty was pretty thorough about his creatures, um, and she like. Finally, just closes it and looks at you. How did you sleep? Honestly, I had a great dream. I dreamt. Well, the first part wasn't so great, but I ended up being comforted by my celestial friend. Oh. In fact, in your studies, do you know anything about her? Uh, well, I haven't really been studying that. Hmm. Well, if you decide to pick up some less heavy books, I mean, she seems pretty cool. I think she gives me a sense of home about Rio that I did not have while I was wondering. 
I mean, that makes sense to why a lot of people come here. And some people just stay after getting here. I know that I've always... I don't know. I've always felt like Three Oaks was more than just a home. It was kind of like a sanctuary, I guess. For people who needed it. I usually end up getting chased out by various things. Beasts, uh, husbands, you know, the normals. But uh, yeah, I might try to make it last a little longer. I I come down at this point dressed. <laughs> Raytheon just mar- are you like stomping, <laughs> like just marching down as well? Yep, I have kicked in everyone's door and told them about my <laughs> about my uh, mid mid evening visit from a strange voice. Oh yeah, how did that go with the? Uh, how did that go with Makra? Yeah, <laughs> what do you so, <laughs> bang? There's a there's a crazed elf standing in your doorway. <laughs> You're staring at a buck naked orc. <laughs> Unfazed. <laughs> Unfazed. Makra, did you get any messages in the middle of the night? Because I sure did. You you gave yourself messages or you gave me messages? I got messages from somewhere. Uh-huh. I also had some peculiar dreams. Peculiar ha-ha or peculiar unusual? Unusual is an understatement. Certainly not ha-ha. I think he should roll to see whether or not he's aroused. No. I can guarantee you I'm not. I'm not talking about you. No. (laughs) At any rate, we've got to tell the lady about the owl. And he leaves. Remember, Makra did not know about the owl. Or does not know know about that. Raytheon doesn't care. (laughs) Oh. Mocker spends the better part of the morning at this stage just trying to figure out, is that code for something? <laughs> All right, we'll, tell, we'll definitely tell her about the owls. I, I don't remember that he's, he wouldn't know about it. Raytheon skips breakfast to go tell her about the owl. It's that high a priority for him. Hey, Lil, do you have a second for a second? Uh, sure. What's up, Kaji? I plan on going from here to the blacksmith shop and using my big fat coin purse to buy a wakasashi if I can. Do you have right. any tips on negotiating, especially if that uh, green-eyed fawn of a blacksmith lady is there? Look, I, I told you I'd help you get it. I'll go with you, but um, do, are you sure we don't want to watch Raytheon just in case he, I don't know, messes her off or something? I figure we might want not to be there when he does that just to leave associations undone. Besides, if you had to talk to her again, who knows what she might do. Huh. All right. Uh, sure, I, I can go help you get your your weapon. Hi, Ruby. You in? She is your friend. I mean, I figured I would go with Raytheon to talk about the owl, but I could. She'd have to find him at this point. He's gone. Oh well. Well, I have two goals. Number one, to get the sword. Number two, to try to convince her to come adventuring with us. Don't you think her strong arms would help me? I mean, help you be feel more secure. Sophia's pretty attached to her 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 fa- well her stepfather. I can fix that. I pull out my. She's supposed. Oh, that that wouldn't be good. No, I like I like him. He's nice. He is nice. I'm joking. Clearly. Oh, okay. Well, good. Um, I mean, I figured somebody would probably already go with Raytheon just because he's been going through a lot. So, oh wait, Marker, are you going with Raytheon? Um, I suppose. I'm still trying to figure out if this is code or some sort. Yes, follow the code. Trust me. 
I'm, I'm yeah, telling you guys, he has been moving. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's. Uh, uh, I I think. Well, let's. How about this? You guys go shop, and then I'll go with Raytheon and see if make sure he's okay. And then check check on Zeku because I want to make sure he's doing all right too. Okay. And then we can meet back up if you want. Okay. Meet at the end. Come come to the end when you're get when you're done. Uh the the Thieves Guild Inn or the other one by the Star Lake. The Laughing Dragon Inn. Don't call it the uh, okay. Thieves Guild Inn. That's kind of a a secret. <laughs> oh, okay. kind of like the Night Blade. <laughs> yes, and she like you know kind of winks. She's like secret, you know, wink wink. <laughs> All right, sure. Not everyone knows my mom is at the Thieves Guild. It's going to end with her as uh, her killing us all. <laughs> Here's the truly hilarious thing about this situation: is that Raytheon remembers far more about the owl than I do. Oh, <laughs> you guys just saw the owl once in the woods, and then and like Raytheon shot it when you yeah, and then it like vanished. After I saw it in the town, and Raytheon shot it then on the way into the Thieves' yes, Guild, right? and then yeah. it vanished okay. again. Let's start with you guys going to the market, and then we'll we'll transition and scene wipe to the other guys. So, okay, so you make your way over to the blacksmith, and uh, you still see a few like guards walking here and there, um, picking up you know skeletal remains, that sort of thing. Um, you see a couple places where. Uh, you see a couple places where a couple buildings have caught on fire. You actually see where um, the when you make it to the the blacksmith's uh, house. His house is kind of attached to the um, sort of the the barn area where you know he does the the upkeep for horses. He or as Kachi has his camel boarded there. Um, you notice that the door to the blacksmith's house has been. Um, knocked in, uh, but it doesn't look like the the building overall was destroyed. You actually see um, Sophia sweeping up like some of the wood out into the 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 street. Greetings, Sophia. What a lovely rose you are this morning. Oh, oh, hi there. Uh, it's Katjeet, right? That's uh, right. It's pardon me if I'm bombing all over you. Oh, God. she starts oh. like. She like blushes a little bit, and uh, she like goes to shake your hands, and then like wipes it off on her cloak or like apron, and then shakes y'all's hands or goes to yeah. gesture. Hello again. Um, do you, you need any help? No, no, it's it's fine. Uh, we're just trying to uh, fix things up for after last night. Yeah, how did you guys fare? Well, I mean, they they knocked in the door. Um, my dad kind of got into a scuffle with them. I mean, I tried to help. Um, a couple of the guards came by and rescued us, I guess you could say. My dad didn't. He kind of took a pretty hard cut to the his left shoulder. So it looks like I'm going to be helping out around here. So do y'all need, uh, did y'all come by for business? Or did you want to check up on your, your, um, Camel Shavaz, right? It's, that's how you say its name. Well, you you have things out of order there, darling. Uh, first off, I wanted to check up on you. Oh, and uh, oh. next off, to make sure Shavaz was okay. Though honestly, he probably bite through a skull before a skeleton would hurt him. Uh, besides, he spits, and no one wants that. 
All the horses were safe. Yeah, and uh, thank you. It's awful kind of you to 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 say that. Check up on me. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm glad we were able to to stop the to stop the necromancer and get all those souls put back to rest. Yes, I think the whole town is sort of glad y'all were here. At least that's the word around that's been straining around that y'all y'all kind of had a hell and hand in kind of ending that and and stopping that. Oh. Yeah. People actually know about that. Interesting. You know, yeah. it actually, it's, it's a great big accomplishment that you feel when you go on a heroing party and go travel and go adventuring. You get to save people. You know, it's one of the best things you can do. Oh, well, I, I wouldn't know anything about that. I, I never really left Three Oaks. Oh, there's so many sights you haven't seen. The red of the dunes as the night sky weaves a blanket over the head. The mountains, which I've definitely seen and I'm not talking about without seeing them. You know, all sorts of places. But uh, I'm here to get a wazakashi. As you, like, start telling her that, she starts to, like, she places her chin on top, like, her hand, her two hands on top of the broom. And then her chin on her hands and, like, starts to, I guess you could say swoon a little bit. And then as soon as you say wakasashi, like, she realizes and kind of like snaps out of it and goes oh yeah um yeah uh, my my father said that you might come by and actually want to purchase it yeah uh come on in and don't mind the mess and uh you go in and you notice that yeah there was definitely an altercation here there's some broken odds and ends here and there um she's got most of it swept and, and cleaned up at this point but Definitely, it, things are a little bit out of order, sort of thing. She goes behind the counter, and uh, off the wall, she pulls off the wagasashi and lays it down on the counter. I believe this is what you were looking for. Okay, so I'm going to look at it. What does it look like? I think this is... Um, I think the handle is sort of wrapped with a blue uh, wrapping with a silver sort of thread and the hilt is actually a darker hilt um but the blade is very bright uh, katanas or no wakasashis and katanas are often um were often made by elves um sometimes you could find if it's rare you can find an actual elven material they actually made it with elven steel. This one, however, is not that. It is just a normal sort of katana or wagasashi, actually. Uh, a lot like your other one. So, uh, yes, I'd like to uh, purchase this wagasashi. How much would it be? That's That'll be 200 silver. All right, let me ask my associate, since I am done with money. What do you think, Mr. Leo? Well... I mean, I, I understand 200 is probably like the, the amount of money you're going to make business on, you know. But to, don't forget, we're going to use this to protect the town. Can you do any better for people that are actually, you know, saving you guys from this kind of stuff? All right. Um, make me a negotiation check. It's going to be two purple and one red. That's it. Two purple, one red. All right. Two successes, three threat, and two triumphs. Okay, so for each success, you can take off five uh, percent. So that's ten percent mm -hmm. off of two hundred. So that's going to be one hundred and eighty silver. You do have three threat and two triumphs. Well, how would you like to use the triumph? Uh, could she make it fine? So up uh, superior. 
Yeah, now you could spin a triumph to say it's superior. Maybe she doesn't know that it's superior, and that would actually cost more. And so you're not only getting a steal at 180, but you're also getting a better katana than what you thought. What if, like, you could use that triumph to get maybe a better reputation around town, or maybe she has some connections around town to other vendors? Sure. I could help you. Um, I mean, what would you want out of that? Right now, like a reputation. Just a good businessman. Okay. Fair. Fair businessman that's willing to do business at a fair fair way. I don't know what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Um, the threat. Hmm. This. She goes, okay, so that's one, 180, and it's superior. And you don't, she doesn't know that, but you do. She goes, well, um, but it's also it's also going to be like 15 silver for boarding Shavaz. We kind of need the, the money to make some repairs. Oh, certainly. In fact, I'll throw in an extra 15 to help with the repairs. So you're going to give her a 30? Yeah. Okay, 210 silver. All right, well, is there anything else I can help you out with? Well, is there any way... You would like to come adventuring with us if we uh, arrange to heal your father. That might loosen you up. Uh, you well, can come I... see the deserts and the mountains and the forests with us and help protect the little redhead <sighs> you're free. Uh, she goes, no, I, I couldn't leave my father now. I mean, with the tavern being attacked and him being hurt, no, I, I could I, I... I'm flattered, but I I couldn't do that to him. I mean, this is my home. It's the only home I've ever known. I don't. I'm I'm supposed to take over for him. If if I leave, who who's going to take over the family business? I understand where you're coming from. Just I figured I figured I had to at least ask. Now I do have business with you. Uh, how can I help? I just wanted to show you this shield. It uh, looks like it is broken in half. Oh, wow. That's really now, good I, craftsmanship. Now, I think this is old. I think this is uh, an old family shield that I heard about once. Um, I was wondering, can you make this work as a... I, I know it's not large enough to be a large shield, but can you make this work as a... You know, just like a justice handle here, so I can use this as like a regular shield? I'm going around. I mean, we could listen. Here's the thing: we could take it and try and like make the other half of it and repair it. But I mean, she looks at it and she goes, "I think this thing might be enchanted, and if you put it together with the wrong material, Uh. now we could try and give another put another strap on it." But you'd only have half a shield. It might not work quite as well as a regular shield. But okay, I'll I'll, I'll look around for the other half. It's got to be somewhere. Maybe I hope you find it. I mean, like, listen. If you want me to put another strap a strap on it so you can hold it, uh, we could do that. But it's not going to be like a normal shield. It might 
it might be harder to use. It might not give uh, you all the benefits of a ship, but we can do that. And and putting a strap on it wouldn't like necessarily damage it or like keep it from being repaired later. But I wouldn't until I knew what it was. I I mean, I I'd, I'd ask a uh, a mage or something to see if they knew what kind of enchantment it had on it. Thank you so much for uh, doing business with us on this uh, this weapon. Okay, good for me. All right, let's uh, scene change to our other friends. Uh, Raytheon, Ruby, and Makra catch up to you. No time. We've got to tell about the owl and see if she knows. We're going to get there just fine. I, mm. <laughs> okay, all right, fine. Uh, you guys make your way there. Uh, you kind of see the same scene. Like it's it, People are cleaning up, still, skele- still cleaning up skeletons. Um they've made a big pile of it some of them are burning them um little kids are like taking like trying to steal some of them and and the guards are like chasing the little kids to get them back and you get to the uh inn and it is it is um somewhat vacant at least down in the uh the dining area and the bar um and Eliza is actually behind the bar this morning. Eliza? Uh, yes, hello. How can I help you? I trust you all slept very well last night? No. Raytheon, like, basically... I'm sorry. Almost climbs on top of the bar. He's getting in so close. Well, uh, okay, uh, listen, uh, what's, what is, what's wrong? What, Ruby? Is he okay? Yeah, he's okay, Mom. I'm okay. Well, uh, what, what, Raytheon, what it just tell me what is on your mind, and we shall take care of it this uh, morning. First things first. Last night, a voice came to me and told me to go take whatever it was and use whatever it was that was talking to me. That seems like a bad sign. Second, and we should have covered this yesterday. Do you know anything about an owl that could be shot twice? She looks at you puzzled. An owl that can be shot twice. You see, it's unusual. Are you sure you shot it? Oh, I'm very sure I shot it. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, was it a big owl? Was it a small owl? Was it a... It was more of an owl of the great horned variety. Oh, okay. Well, they are kind of sturdy. So if it was very far away, maybe it it only nicked it. Mm, no. Why do you, why are you so obsessed with this owl? What is what is so special about because this? Because it was watching us. Well, now that that's different. Why didn't you lead with that? You just talking about an owl makes me makes it sound like you're crazy. You, you... <laughs> I I take a just like a half step away from Raytheon. <laughs> Raytheon's had a hard couple of days. Um, okay, so you think you it was watching you. How do you know it was watching? Because it followed us. Did it do anything weird other than follow you? And she does air quotes when she says follow you. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in the daytime. <laughs> it was in the daytime. I'm getting there. <laughs> Losing my mind laughing over this right now. <laughs> Well, that is that is odd for an owl, especially a great horned owl, to be out in the day mm-hmm. following you. It appeared in the woods. I shot it. It then it vanished, not flew away, 
disappeared. That's also odd. Okay. Awesome. All right. So we got two oddities. It it was in the daytime, and it was it vanished. Some of your alternatively employed gentlemen attempted to stop me from shooting it. Well, yeah, you must understand from their perspective, when you are summoned to speak to someone and you immediately draw a weapon and shoot at an owl, that uh, is a little bit crazy looking. That owl's none of them or their business. (laughs) Which now you're making it my business. Yay, me. Thought you might know. There are many things that you can do with magic. Uh, with Arcana, you cannot augment oneself or transform. I have heard that druids can do this. I have seen druids... What about primal magic? Yes, primal magic, you can transform yourself into another creature. So maybe that's what it was. It was someone that had transformed themselves into a an, an owl and was watching you. Maybe it was your guardian owl, and, and she smiles. Mm, no. <laughs> Did it do anything to harm you? It was incredibly creepy. But did it act maliciously towards you? Well, I think that it summoned wolves to attack us. You think or you know? It's just a strong opinion. Okay. Well, how about this? How about I tell my men that if they see any owls in the day to notify me personally? Do your best to shoot them. More than twice. Okay, and I will tell them that if it is a great horned owl in the day, that they have permission to shoot it and bring me its corpse. And how about this? I will even put an incentive on it. I'll tell them that they can earn 50 silver for killing this great horned owl in the day. Deal? This is acceptable to me. (laughs) Fantastic. He sort of, like, climbs down off the bar at this point. Uh Oh, okay. All right. So no breakfast? Do you, you want any breakfast? No, I'll... He just sort of, like, begins walking <laughs> out. Um, okay, so what are you, where are you guys going to go now? What are you, what are you guys going to do? Uh, Ruby... Actually, Ruby looks to you, Makra. Makra, do you need anything from, like, the market? Well, I actually had my eye on a uh, particular magic staff before oh. the whole, you know, skeletal uprising. Okay. Now that I got paid some extra money, I might be able to afford it now. All right. So you guys make it. Uh, you head to the market, um, and so you guys you head over there, and he's there. Um, he's actually set up a hammock now behind his stall, and it's just relaxing in his hammock, eating some breakfast. Oh, hey, man! It's the it's the orc monk. I knew you'd be back. Hey, all right, you gonna buy that staff today? Oh, hey, Raytheon. Ah, oh, so you two do know each other. Yeah, he's been around a little bit. Not long. Well, a couple months, I guess, now. You still living out in the woods, man? As much as I can. Uh, you have a staff for my friend? Maybe. He got the silver. As I recall, you were charging 400 that's my price. May I examine the staff? Sure. He uh, 
he like swings over, hops out, and like picks the staff up and uh, tosses it to you across the the counter from his outdoor stall. I catch it and do some very monkish twirls and such with it, just to you know get a feel for the balance and the like. Oh man, that suits you. That suits you. Look at that. Doesn't that suit him, Raytheon? That staff was made for you. Was it? <laughs> I mean, you tell me he doesn't look good. Look at that. He look at that. Look at that. Look at that move. What is that called? What is that? Is that a, a flourish? A flippity dippity? What is that? Look at that. Look at that. Look at him. Hey, listen. Uh, yes, old Jim, commensurate martial artist. <laughs> hey, hey, man. All right, listen. I just sell the stuff. I know when it fits the perp, the person, and that fits you. Matt, can you tell me what the stat kind of benefits to this might be? A magical staff. Yes, I can. So, a magical staff. So, when you are casting a spell with a magical staff, the first range effect added is free. It doesn't cost any uh, difficulty, any difficulty increase. In addition, your attack spells uh, that your character um, cast uh, are increased to a base damage of four. Oh, and also, too, it would be you would add that to your staff. So, like, whatever your characteristic is, plus four. Plus successes. Oh, Good I crazy. believe I believe that's how it works. Yeah, magic is nasty. You got to have your implements. That's like when Ruby said that a couple of episodes ago. Like she wasn't lying. Okay, because uh, yeah, on this it, when it talks about attack, it deals normally attack deals damage equal to the characteristic linked to the skill um, plus one per uncancelled success. So you're saying this would add four on top of that? Yeah, so yeah, attack spell cast by your character increased their base damage by four. Hot dang. Yeah, so then if you added empowered, you would double four plus your whatever your characteristic is. Hot so what's dang. your what's your what's your characteristic? Uh it'd be based off my willpower. Yeah, That's so what the vine works off of. Your will is what? Three. Three, so yeah. So right now you'd be at a base of seven plus one success. So basically you'd be casting eight damage on a magic spell attack. Hot dang. And if you if you empowered that, it would um I think it empowers like your toad. Why well, I'd have to look at that to see exactly how that worked. Empowered deals damage equal to twice the characteristic length oh, of okay. the skill. Yeah, characteristic. So yeah, it'd be Six plus four. Six plus four, yeah. ten. <laughs> yeah. Eleven damage. Ooh. Yeah. 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 That's why like Ooh. Ruby almost one shotted the necromancer last session. Cause she rolled like three three successes and a triumph. <laughs> Just like lightning bolted his ass. <laughs> I'll say. Good. Maybe. Hate that guy. <laughs> Come on, man. You know you want it. It's, it. Listen, it fits you. It suits you. 400 silver, that's a steal. Come on. You're selling a staff, not yourself. Hey, man. I'm just saying that's a good staff. You know, I think I might have to agree with you. Let me double check, but I have enough. I do, by four silver. <laughs> 404 silver. So, yeah, I'll pay it. 
Bisner doing pleasure with you. <laughs> that makes sense. All right. And here's the staff. I'll take the 400 silver. Listen, he lays back in his hammock, crosses his feet, kind of interlocks his fingers behind his head. He's got a hammock. (laughs) (laughs) You come out anytime, anywhere. I'll give you a good deal. I'll be here all day. Says, well, always good to see you. Uh, Wouldn't happen to have any interesting flasks or elixirs about the place, would you? Mm, what you looking for? What you looking? You looking for a little pick me up? You looking for a little bit of a fun time? What you looking for? Well, uh, we've run into some tough customers recently. Think it might be useful, maybe, to see if we had a uh, smoke bomb vial or maybe a speed potion in case we need to get out of the place quick. I ain't got any smoke bombs, but... Wait, no, I got smoke bomb. I ain't got any speed. I got smoke bomb, no speed. Fresh out of meth. Mess, fresh, man, listen, I don't mess with that speed stuff now. I got a smoke bomb, though. You won't, uh, how many... Don't do drugs, kids. How many want? <laughs> how many want? 25 pop. I can take two. That's 50 silver. Alrighty, well... I'll point anybody in need your way. You've been a fine friend. All right. Sounds good, man. Listen, mom's the word about that. Mm, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, let's say you guys meet back up. I'm asking about this chest that apparently has my name on it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. So let's do this. Ruby takes you into... Um, Morty's basically like quarters and uh, you can tell like she's kind of looks like she's straightened it up a little bit like she's kind of sifting through books like there's stacks of books not everywhere but there's some stacks of books uh, on the desk and like she's pulled some off of the shelves and like stacked them trying to figure out like it looks like she's looking for something basically um, there's a night, there's a very large fireplace, a very luxurious bed, uh, a very large, uh, oak desk that is cluttered with either papers or journals and books. And, um, right in front of the, the fireplace, Ruby kind of goes, okay. She looks at you and she says, I'm hoping that this works two ways. And, um, she, she goes, because we could go through the way we went, but that was kind of dangerous. So, um, she places her staff sort of in front of her and begins to, uh, she goes, I found, I found something in his journal last night that I think is the way you're supposed to get in there without having to go through the whole thing. Um. But I just found it, so I'm not sure. And I'm kind of new to this whole magic thing, so here goes nothing. Um, And she starts to chant uh, a spell. Uh, Her staff begins to, the gem and her staff begins to glow. And with a small, like, kind of shockwave, a portal is produced in the sort of archway of... 
uh, the fireplace. She goes, oh, that's so cool. Okay, we're going to go through this, but i got to warn you, we're going to take this blade in there, and don't do anything sudden with the box, okay? Okay. I mean, there's there's two armor sets in there's like elven enchanted elven armor, and they came in li- they came to life and tried to kill us when uh, Raytheon tried to, I guess, take the blade. So, I have no real interest in that. Okay, good. All right, and uh, she steps through the portal. I wait for a second just to make sure there's no screaming or anything that comes through it, and then I walk through. It. <laughs> Ha ah, ah, ha! Just kidding. <laughs> um, she places the um, the shard box back on the altar. So yeah, you see a small wooden iron bound chest with your a small little nameplate, and on that nameplate it has Makra. Um, I open it. Yeah, as soon as you get to it, the latch sort of like unclicks opens up and you open it and inside you see uh a necklace. Uh it is a black threaded necklace and it's not just like it's not like leather, it's the the thread has been like wo- woven together sort of in a spiral fashion. Okay. On the necklace are um various size of what might be like onyx beads and the pendant at the very bottom, you realize, you recognize this pendant. This is your clan's symbol and your clan's colors. Dark, um, what looks like maybe silver wolf pendant. Mm. And when you get close to it, the eyes uh, and part of its mane leading from like its ears to its muzzle uh, begins to glow a faint green Aura. Now you know, you recognize this. This is not only the symbol of your clan, your orc clan, but also this is the a, a talisman that your holy men would wear. Basically, your shaman would wear. All right. I'm not going to put it on right away, but I'm going to at least take it. Yeah, I mean, it, it glows. When you get close to it, it starts to glow. As if it recognizes you. Is there anything else in the box? That's it. Just this glowing green wolfish pendant. You would know this to be a warding talisman. It um, can only be broken by magical means, and it will give you plus one defense. Okay. Well, then I do put it on. Uh, so yeah, uh, Ruby looks at you and goes, "Wow, that's uh, that's pretty cool. What is it?" It is part of my clan history and culture. I don't understand what it is doing here. Well, Morty, he kind of knew things. He always seemed to know, she tries to think of like the best way to put it, when people would be dropping by. Is there anything else here that it would be important for me to see? Well, there's the armor. I mean, if you want to look at it, <laughs> you turn, you like see two very tall, very massive, like 
elven armor statues, but like there's nothing that's holding them up. And they are holding a shield and a sword sort of at the at the ready. But other than that, nope. I mean, if you're ready, we can just head back through the portal and off we go. Yes, I think I am ready to continue. I'm kind of absentmindedly, like, grabbing the talisman in my hands. <laughs> okay. All right, you guys head back through the portal, and um, once you in- exit it, it, it leaves. It vanishes. Sorry, not leaves. It vanishes. Puts on its hat and coat and just walks out the door. Yeah, it just walks out. Oh, time to me to go! <laughs> I, I'll, think, I'll thank Ruby for her assistance. I hope it, I hope it helps. I, I believe it will. With that, Donovan, as you were, we're going to change scenes, as you're sitting by the lake, communing with your talus, your, your necklace, I think, um, I think something happens. I think it finally clicks. You're sitting there, and all of a sudden it clicks. You, you, maybe you're looking at your cloak. You realize where you've seen this cloak before. You had not seen it very often, and it's been a long time long time since you have seen it. You remember a cloak just like this hanging on sort of um, as a trophy on your father's wall with his battle armor and his two katanas that he used in battle. I did not realize how important this cloak was to me. Me personally. I wonder... How on earth did it make its way to me? Or some magical means, or that crazy wizard, or maybe Celeste, who knows? But I'm thankful to have a companion here in this strange land so far away from the desert. Jordan. Yes. As you're taking a nap, all of a sudden, you wake up, and it just clicks for you, too. You realize where you saw these arrows. Now, these probably weren't the same arrows that you saw, but they were the same kind of arrows. And you realize that this is the same sort of craftsmanship that you saw long ago in your father's sort of chambers, where he kept his, um, his bow with a quiver of dark forest arrows, the same kind that you have now. And it looks to be like the same craftsmanship that your father used in making his arrows. Huh. No one else made them quite like he did. The fletching, he was always really particular about the fletching. So, we end the day. How do you guys meet back up? We probably need to meet back up at the Laughing Dragon to check on Zeku. Which is also where we said we would meet. Yeah. So you guys meet back at the Laughing Dragon. It's got a lot more people here now. You know, the, some people have left the town because of what happened. There are some people that have just come into town. But yeah, it, it's starting to pick back up again. Today was kind of a dead day. Man, it's very dead here. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, you can tell it's starting to pick up. There's people coming into Three Oaks, uh, oblivious of what has just transpired over the past 24 hours, and no one is really talking about it just because they don't want to scare off people. Um, Three Oaks has a reputation of being very safe and being a very great place for um, trade and also um, finding people to go up, uh, make trips up the mountain to either the City of the Dwarves in Druinden or to the Dragon Spire. Uh, Eliza is not actually there behind the bar. You actually see a different elf. Um, kind of has a snooty face. Not very... He's trying to be polite, but you can tell, like, he's not had a good day. Maybe because of something that happened last night. Like, he's kind of just looks spent. But he's there doing his job. Uh, if, I, I would say I'd probably be the first to show up, and I'd pull us a table. Yeah, I'd probably show up alongside uh, Kachi. Get some shots going. And the bartender brings over a round that you guys... Uh, he says, uh, this is on the house. Uh, compliments of a Lady Marigold. And it's your standard uh, standard kind of just standard ale. Nothing fancy tonight. Nothing like it was this morning or last night. Was it last night or this morning? Last night. Yeah, it was last night. <laughs> Uh, thank you. Uh, I noticed you seem to be having a hard time. What, what happened to you last night? I don't want to talk about it. I Pardon me, but we are not friends, and, well, it was very personal. So I thank you for asking, but it is business of my family. Well, then <laughs> at least let me order you a drink. What, what would you, I mean, if you're able to, to drink on the oh. job. Well, uh, thank you, sir. I I greatly appreciate. It. Yes, what would you uh, like to order today? Oh, uh, well, I'd like you to have um, why not an Elven uh, drink for yourself, if you're a fan, Lithuanian wine. Oh, am I a fan of Elven? Elven drink? Of course, I'm. I'm an elf. Oh, I didn't want to presume, friend. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. I hope it makes your day better. Um. It does. It does. And and a round of uh, shots to the table. Uh, let's see. I don't think Ruby's. Oh, Ruby just Ruby just showed up. Uh, Ruby, uh, what do you drink when you're when you're here? I'll take a shot. Okay, I'm not going to do that when your mom's store. Just not going to. What do you actually drink normally? She looks at the guy and goes, "I'll take a shot." Raytheon <sighs> walks in at this point. Really, Ruby? What mom doesn't know won't hurt her. Oh, y'all are gonna get killed. <laughs> he uh, he get, he looks at you and goes, "Believe me, it will be okay. I will in- make sure that uh, no one knows." And he like, <laughs> she she smiles. She goes, "I got connections." <laughs> All right, I will be back with that order. And he goes off and, and uh, quickly brings it back. Everyone, I just wanted to say I'm glad after we've had a night's rest, after we've got to have the gotten through some of this day, I just want to say uh, it's been a pleasure being around you guys. And just I'm glad we made out of this safely. Uh, thank you. And I raise the cup and I take a sip. Uh, Ruby raises her glass. Radian's already drinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I go ahead and match him drink to drink. Uh, sure, yeah. Cheers, guys. So, Ruby looks at you guys and goes, what are we going to do now? What's our next move? 
Well, it seems like we have to wait for the queen, right? More or less. I mean, do we? If we leave the blade with mom, I mean, she could take take care of it. She could look after it. Who's to say we have to wait for them? Well, Ruby, how do you think you guys would have done last night if, like, none of us were here? If Morty hadn't arranged for us to be here? That's true. Things would have probably been really bad. I mean, does that mean we're, we're just staying here till the queen goes? Or do we look to see if there's some something we can do to make ourselves useful around town? We could help the townspeople recover. Um, there might be some jobs we could pick up, some mercenary jobs. I'm interested to know more about the organization of things. Of the town? Of the town behind the town. Yes, um, sounds pretty interesting, but... I wouldn't talk about that here. Oh, of course not. Just, just so you know, I mean, we're in a good place, but we're not in a secret place. I still like the suggestion of seeking out side, side places to help. I mean, I had imagined that there'll be more nuisances around in the area that we could help out with that might lead us to dark, deeper answers. Well, how long will it take for them to get here from the capital? Well, she seemed to think that for one would already know. I have no idea how she would. Like, well, how would the queen already know that this was happening? Well, someone could have sent a message magically, could they not? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, Leo, how how long would you expect to take coming from me? here, going to the capital, and coming back? Well, I mean, if you're a queen, you can get refreshed horses. You could be here in a in a day or so, maybe. If they had some sort of magical help. Well, then we could expect the queen tomorrow. Well, it seems to me, and he sort of just stretches out in the, uh, in the chair that he's sitting in, that we can't really get anything terribly useful done in a day. I'm going to the forest. <laughs> well, I mean, we should try to find somebody to help. Listen, I'm... I'm, we can, I mean, uh, sure, we can wait for the queen, and I'm okay with that, but my loyalty is not to the queen. My loyalty is to Morty. Well, either way, the town is in shambles. Isn't there something we can do? Well, the question that we ought to be asking, really, why didn't Morty give this to the queen? I, I, it seems like maybe Morty was given this to protect it. The queen wanted him to have it. That makes sense. I mean, she's already aware, and she had to have been in on it. Um, I guess we could ask your mom for work. We could ask somebody else for work. Heck, uh, Kaji, you could perhaps even ask your um, celestial friends if there's anything that we can do. I can try, but I don't think I can chat her up throughout the day and get responses, even even though sometimes I talk to her like a crazy person. Ah, okay. Uh, Ruby looks at Jones and goes, okay, so... Here's the thing. I know it'd be a lot to ask of you guys to go on an adventure, to go looking for morning. But since we're sharing our opinions, that's what I want to do. I want to go find morning. Did you get a lead? I mean, we have a lead, I think, in the blade. To me, it would only make sense that maybe Morty is in the city of Valador. It's where the blade come from. <sighs> Sake, I, I, I looked at the note that was in the box that sent Zeku, and it was written in Morty's handwriting. I don't think it was Morty that wrote it, 
but the blade came from there. At any rate, I think we could wait one day. Or should we leave tonight? I think we can wait, but, I mean, I just, listen, I know how politics get sometimes, and at least, you know, the way my mom has talked about them, I just want y'all to know where my allegiance lies. It's with y'all, it's with this town, and it's with Morty. It's not to some queen off in another wherever. So, so, so why do you have a problem with the queen? It's the queen. Her husband led the army against my people. Oh, against yes. our people. Right. And she looks at Raytheon. Listen, I don't know her. Never met her. She might be great, but... Oh, I, I don't trust anyone who claims to govern people from afar. Uh, how far away would this be? I mean, I, I know ba- vaguely where it is, um, just because of where the rivers flow, but... Well, it depended on the, the, the trail. If everything's fine, then maybe maybe two weeks journey there. Hmm. Two weeks. It's a good trip. It's usually a week like halfway and then or at least I think that's what they call it. And to halfway and then another week beyond that. If the weather's good. I mean I am up for saving Morty, but that's a that's a pretty long trip to ask of everyone else. That's a lot of cheese hearts they have to endure from everybody. It's time I saw some range. What what about you, Makra? What do you think? Are you willing to go on an adventure with us? I am. In part to help me understand the mystery of this necromancer. I don't like the idea of him roaming free. And I'm intrigued by these strange gifts that we have been shared with even before we even knew each other were coming. Um, there's too much here for me to just walk away now. Do you think there's any chance that the queen has been touched by the dark paint? Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that would be the only reason why he wouldn't want to hand it over to her. Mm. So if we go on the trip now, it's handed over it- in our absence. I'll trust Marigold's judgment. Oof. Uh, we should really talk to her about this and let her know about our plans to travel. Probably her butt on the line anyway. She comes up. Oh, so what is everyone talking about? I hope your evening is going well. Did you receive my gift of uh, the first round free on, on the house? We yes. did. And now we're popping on maybe screwing you over. I mean, wait, was I supposed to say that out loud? Ugh. No, he's he's telling a joke. Again, last night we established the humor is not the same as ours. We, you know, keep that in mind while dealing. Right, I'm from the desert. I'm crazy. <laughs> um, Lady Marigold, uh, we're thinking that we've got a ways. We have, we have no immediate plans here in town. We're thinking about maybe heading out and trying to see if we can find and save Morty, since we know where we think he is. Ah, so you're going to the Forgotten City. Are you? Yes, that is where we're going. Turns out my parents were right. I'd end up there someday. (laughs) (laughs) She smiles at that. Well, if that is where you believe Morty is, then uh, you may do so. I can provide you with uh, steeds to help with the journey. Ooh, that will save us some time. 
if you require them. If not, then um, no, no offense is taken. Wait, what type of steeds? A horse. Steeds? We we have horses. Uh, let. Uh, do you have anything other than horses? Crabs, maybe? Other camels? We do not uh, have any camels. I am sorry, Kachi. I mean, you are more than welcome to take your own camel. So you're giving them horses. Big, bitey, clumpy horses. Yes. You know that camels bite too, right? You, you've threatened yeah, me multiple times that your camel would straight time. up murder my face. <laughs> We could all ride that camel. It would be fine. He, he'll take it. He loves the burden. There's no I way. I would like to use a horse, please. Yeah. Very well. When are you wishing to set out? Dawn? Yeah. We, I mean, it's, we definitely got to set out tonight, since it's late evening. Um, yeah. Shabazz could pull a cart with everyone in it. Huh? Huh? Nice and comfy? What's do you hate horses? No, no, I I, I love them. Horses are great. <laughs> Why are you lying to us? <laughs> oh, this Badly. is the look of, of lying. This rictus of fear you see on my face is is genuine compassion for all horses <laughs> and horsey kind. Freaking gloom factories. I would like to take two horses. Kaji, <laughs> we'll take we'll take care of our horses. They won't bite you, I promise. And if they stomp on me, all oh, your testicles. Lady Marigold, your offer is incredibly generous. I, I will warn you about some of my fears. Uh, when we're gone, the queen should arrive, correct? Uh, yes, she could, uh, per se, um, arrive any moment now. Now, what if, to say um, that they found out about the, uh, the shards from the queen... That she is somehow infected now. Um, I do not believe that the queen would be corrupted. Um, she, from what I understand, has a disdain for dark magic. Okay, so you feel like when she shows up, she'll be fine, and you'll have no issues handling handing the shard over to her. <sighs> if I must hand her the shard, I will do so. Oh, uh, that reminds me. Uh, what should I do with this dagger? Um, well, you can either hand it over to me to save keep, or you can place it, and she looks around wherever you're keeping the other one at. Okay, yeah, we'll do that before we leave then. At this moment, coming in, uh, you guys hear a commotion outside. Uh, the sound of uh, maybe a large group of horses uh, coming into town. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Faster. Faster than we estimated. <laughs> and uh, you hear what sounds like a carriage. Um, you hear some shouting and some, uh, you know, it sounds like a, a rather large convoy has pulled into up front. Uh, of the in front of the Laughing Dragon Inn, and you can just feel Eliza like get very tense. It's over there. We're leaving now. <laughs> you you look towards the door. Uh, a couple guards come in and uh, pronounce, "Oh, bow before." <laughs>
the queen of Orexia. And you see a old woman, um, kind of probably around maybe five, 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 not a very tall woman, maybe five, four, uh, late in her late, maybe eighties. Uh, I mean, very well dressed, just bust in the door with a cane. Where can an old broad get a drink around here? Okay, um, Raytheon's gonna lean into everybody else at the table and say, I've got some smoke bomb vials in my pocket. Be prepared to run. I'm starting to regret my decision. Maybe we should tell her about the owl. I kill everyone in the room. Hilarious setting and setting book is property of the Hazardous Casuals Podcast.